Yes. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. Here in the Hallelujah. I will be your one of your speakers for the evening. I am Pastor DJ Nike. <laughs> brother Bill. And Brother Aaron. And uh, Brother Mike is with us in spirit. Yes. We need to say prayers for him, actually. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Please don't eat the food, Mike. Go a week without it. <laughs> All jokes aside, hope he's doing well. Yes. And we've got a very interesting episode tonight. Uh, there's a reason for that intro music. It's a. Uh, You're in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Comic Zone podcast. And so yeah, uh, go ahead and break it down. So we wanted to look at where Jesus and uh, Christianity is inside comics, as well as other mythology as well. So that's what our focus is to kind of look where. Christ is in comics. And I found a lot of interesting things, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, as a Christian and kind of seeing some things that were reflected. Interesting. Uh, I don't want to spoil it yet, but other than saying the time Spider-Man met God. I remember that. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So I have that later to come. Um, and also there were some interesting kind of like uh, archetypes, you know, different kind of flavors of where we saw kind of Christianity um, in comics. There right. was kind of two different motifs that I noticed. Well, I've seen it both in DC and Image as well. Yeah. Um, with Spawn, for instance. Yes, yeah. that's definitely a big one. Yeah. And don't worry, we're not trying to be preachy here. Uh, so this is entertainment, but... We are believers. I know Sean and I are. Definitely. And um, yes, I mean, I believe. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Christian. I grew up Lutheran. Um, but I, I kind of just believe that everything that I've seen, in, like with Buddhism, um, everything, just it, it's like everybody describing a quilt, and they, they all got different corners that they're describing. Right. But in all, they're describing one whole thing. And I, I do believe that there's a higher power out there. There may, may be more than one. Right. Um, but yes, you know, I, I grew up as, you know, with Jesus as my Lord and Savior and, mm-hmm. you know, the Holy Trinity and all that fun jazz. And so, I mean, I don't necessarily not believe and I don't tell people not to. Right. Because uh, I have friends that do and don't. Right. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about where we live. Um, we have that ability to have that opinion. Right. We don't have to be forced into believing like with in overseas with right. Allah and all of that, yeah. you know, nothing against their religion. I've actually met a few. They're really awesome. Right. Um, but you know, it's not something that we have to do. And if we don't want to, you know, we could still live to go do something else. Exactly. Yep. And if you think about it, there's always, you know, with, you know, to use the term mythology, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about Christianity, whether you're talking about Norse mythology, Greek and Roman mythology, you know what I mean? It's still a mythology to someone, you know what I mean? It's someone's hard belief and to someone else, it's, you know, good reading possibly but you know they don't believe the same thing so no matter what your beliefs are this is just what we're talking about and i don't think we actually talk about you know especially in the days we live in now it's everything's entertainment and if you throw anything in there that seems like it's outside of that realm of entertainment people get mad Mm -hmm. if it's taboo yeah like well i mean period like like uh praying in sports you know like professional sports 
So well, you know. I mean, we prayed in the locker room when I was in football and and basketball. You know, we'd sit, we'd all take a knee, and the uh, coach would say a prayer right before the game, and then out the door we went. Right, but see, we also did the pledge pledge of allegiance as well. Like these are the things that you may have grown up doing, but yeah. that the generation out now did not. You know, yeah. so different perceptions of yeah. of. Um, I, I think it's great that the reason, uh, the only reason why my son and uh, daughter actually know the pledge and everything is because they still do that in Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Right. Um, you know, they have their little flag ceremonies and everything, but, and then their oaths, but, you know, the pledge is in there as well. They still do that. And so, yeah, no, I, I think everybody should know it. I mean, especially growing up from, for us having right. to do it every day in school. Yeah. And they need to teach them cursive. Uh, you should be glad you don't have to read my cursive letter let alone my regular writing i uh, see and i do a combination of print and cursive in the same word <laughs> half of it'll be in cursive the other half's in print. Oh, yeah. depending on what my brain says yeah. all right so uh where do we want to start it off so uh we want to start with wolverine Oh, okay. Or, 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 or did you have something else off? Because this no, was, that's a good one. That's a so really good there's one. A t- the time Wolverine gets saved. So that's how the story ends. But uh, so this happens in the X Men cartoon from what, 96 or 97. Yeah, yes. so early 90s. So the, the one Such with the theme show. song, you know, you, you're oh, hearing yeah. it in your yeah. head now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even going to hum a few bars. Already did. And this was in the eighth a fourth season episode eight and it was just called nightcrawler so this is when we get introduced to nightcrawler that's right i remember that now yeah so uh 92 we were both wrong 90, i think it ended in 96 is why that it was uh stuck in my head okay uh yeah season four episode eight so it launches this episode with the townspeople in a lynch mob cr- chasing a demon who is nightcrawler he's jumping around avoiding them and not fighting but just trying to get away. See a lot of bamf. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, without, but yes. Uh, and then uh, next thing you know, you see the X-Men there. They're on a ski trip up in the Alps or wherever they are, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, always on vacation. And then, you know, they end up seeing that there's a monster or hearing about that there's a monster. Um, and then they end up at a, at a monastery, which is also where Nightcrawler is in hideout. I mean, the really thing that was interesting about the episode uh, is how it kind of portrayed religion throughout it and the kind of good and evil because the townsfolk were like, uh, you know, Bob. they wanted, they were all oh, this, there's the, the church gets corrupted. They ended up like burning the church down, uh, thinking that it's their purification um, and because they're after this monster. And this kind of goes back to there's two different themes uh, or like an archetypes classifications of Christianity and comics. And this is where the monster is there looks like a monster, but they're actually using God to pursue goodness. Um, and then there's another type kind of like daredevil where they're kind of using the Lord to forgiveness and for guidance to be more punish. merciful yeah, or he, punish or punish or not to punish or, yeah, you know, so, so being the right hand of God like instead of the left hand, the huntress was another one that uh, came up in that category, but here we have that. So, and then at the end of it, Nightcrawler saves the guy that kind of led the lynch mob. Mm-hmm. And he's like, will you save me? I tried to kind of rat you out. He didn't say that word. but And he's like, yeah, but it's, I'm not here to judge, judge you. you. Yeah. And there was a, a few quotes that I was kind of looking at. You you watched the episode, too. What did, what did, did you think? I've, there were a couple of things I took from it. Like, one, although Wolverine was very 
against the whole thought of Christianity, but it wasn't because he was never a believer. Like they had hinted that he had been a Christian earlier in his life, uh, but he said he had lived so long and seen so much evil and done so much evil. He was like, how can a God actually be out there that would allow this to happen? And and just the way Nightcrawler was answering him he when said, he said things like said, that. He we are, said, we are, uh, we're mutants. God, you know, gave up on us a long time ago, is what Wolverine said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, the value of my character is my heart, not my appearance. Is oh, what the some of the other things that were said. I think that was Nightcrawler. It was Kurt Wagner. Wagner, uh, I like Kurt. He was a great character. But then uh, Kurt's response to God gave up on a long time ago. He then responded, "God doesn't give up on his children." Well, and throughout his entire existence, he has been a very devout Catholic. The entire, even though yeah. he looks like the spawn of Satan, mm-hmm. uh, down to the spike tail and yeah. the teeth, you know, yeah, and the the clawy fingers with mm-hmm. the yeah, three, yeah, the three, the yeah. the cloven hooves, you yeah. know, yeah, he his entire appearance is supposed to be that of what people think a demon would look like in a human form. And then at the end of the confrontation, Nightcrawler hands Wolverine a Bible. And, and then, marks certain verses for him to yeah. read as well. See, I forgot about that. Because I remember the episode. I haven't watched it in forever, though. But I do remember it because I loved that show. When I was Here's a, a plus. <laughs> if you have Disney Plus, all five seasons of the X-Men animated TV show is on there. So I had seen it before. I don't know if I had made it to that one. But I had seen the show before. I actually own them. But the fact that you can go, it was easier for me to go to Disney Plus and find it and stream it than it was for me to put my entire disc into the, you see how lazy we've gotten? Wow. Uh, I don't want technology. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've given up on the hard copy. Yeah, I should have. Sometimes. I, I like the hard some copy, though. I do, too. But they're going away. I'm not going to have a choice soon. I know. It's sad. But then, yeah, at the very end, actually, Rogue is in an argument with Remy, uh, Gambit, Gambit, and pardon us, nerds, for <laughs> calling these superheroes by their government name, their fictional <laughs> govern government names. But we are that connected to the characters. Remy and and if we're a... if you're watching slash listening to this, you get it. <laughs> but yeah, they're in an argument about he kind of pursues an atheist or, or agnostic view of you know you're just kind of dealt the cards you get. That's the way it is. Life is just a random shuffle. And, then, and he was using card analogies, which, you know, considering perfect. his characters, yeah, he uses cards as weapons. He, and, he's and a great poker player. Rogue storms off, and then a newspaper blows in her face. She's like, what do I believe in this whole thing? And newspaper, it's, it's a little bit cheesy. Uh, this is kind of how it twists. It was a little quick as an adult, but it had, they had to wrap it up in 20 minutes. But yeah. anyways, newspaper <laughs> blows in her face. It has a picture of a church. She puts a newspaper down. The church is right in front of her. She walks in, she sees Wolverine at the pulpit, kneeling down, reading his Bible, doing the, the saved verse. End episode, credits. And you know that had to throw her for a loop because she's had a thing for Logan for pretty much forever. But I like when it got to the end, I think the thing that got me the most was how it was a good episode. It didn't seem preachy. It brought a certain realism. And this is one of the things I wanted, I meant to make notes on, was that so much with cancel culture and even it's some for, to a form of it is health. Uh, but like it takes some of the realism out of things like 
you don't see movies where people are smoking anymore unless it's a weed movie. And they're, like, you don't see people with a cigarette. You don't hear about people going to the bathroom. It takes that realism away. So no matter what you believe, you know in America there are people that are Christian. So why take that out of, you know, take it out of fiction? You know what I mean? If, if fiction is supposed to mirror real life, let it mirror real life. Like, I know everybody knows somebody that smokes. Everybody knows somebody that's a Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's easier to sell the other side when you have a show like Lucifer. I love that show. That's such a great show. It was right. a good show. Actually, and um, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed. Now I am embarrassed. This will be the first time I've actually admitted this out loud to anyone. But when I first found out Lucifer was being turned into a TV show, there was a whole Christian forum uh, where you could write your name and your email address to try and put a stop to the show. And I did it. Just off the fact that I saw that they were putting out a TV show called Lucifer. It wasn't until it started airing that I found out it was based on a comic book, you know, which changes my whole thought. That's like judging a comedian for saying something, knowing you're going to a com comedy show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I am so embarrassed that I even did that, you know, but that was my Christianity telling me, you know, how could you support anything named Lucifer, even if it was a fictionally based? So it was an interesting show. Like, cause the character, you know, his superpower was he would just say, tell me what you desire and whatever that person is, they could tell him. So, I mean, as far as the devil, he would be able to use that against them. Mm -hmm. And he was also rich and powerful and could influence and get whatever he wanted on the first, and give whatever he wanted. Well, in the first two minutes of the show, he's bribing a cop to yeah. get out of a speeding ticket <laughs> and then becomes basically falls in love with a cop. Uh, eventually because she didn't fall for his charm yeah that and and then we eventually find out that she or as you know spoiler eventually finds out that she makes him immune or, or vulnerable wow that he could die yeah he, he can actually bleed presence. when when she's within proximity otherwise wow. he can't so the, i mean that like the the play of him like the, trying to be human and trying to you know I, kind of escape from his dad right you know it almost becomes you know you look at it from like a somebody's a writer it's you know somebody a human wrote that yeah that this you know it's like parental issues are real human issues throughout this character mm -hmm. which made it you know interesting as far as like the overall discussion as far as like how religion is, is portrayed <laughs> uh one interesting thing it ended it, the god was in it um i don't know what i thought but the other thing but the, another conclusion they had is uh, in hell that all the doors are open and that the people just choose to stay there. Yeah, that wow. I thought that was an interesting take. It's like, okay, so you can eventually, if you can forgive yourself, you can walk out of hell and rise above. Or if you wanted to leave. Yeah. Or the other one, because everybody who's in there deserve, thinks, believe they deserve to be there. Yeah. Mm. I forgot about that. But no, it, it's definitely has an interesting play on mortality and um, being immortal for go both gods and humans. Because um, another spoiler, his siblings um, are in it as well. And um, one of Mother. them um, becomes human because he done fucked up. And <laughs> but the entire time he he was like, this is what my father wants. Right. Because, you know, he he was. On father's side, you know, he's like trying to get Lucifer back to hell and 
eventually he kind of gave up on that and was like, all right, Lucifer, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah, I only saw the first episode because I figured, you know, I, I, after finding out it was about a comic book, I was like, all right, I got to at least watch it. And I did. And I like the different aspects of Christianity that was brought into it, in, even in the fictional sense. So you had Lucifer, but you also had, was it Mike or Gabriel? Um, crap. Uh, I can't remember, but neither one of them were in there. Uh, Death was in there. Um, and then there was one other one. Um, Who was the? What was the name of the black guy Angel, yeah. that was always trying to get Aminadel? Yeah, Aminadel. Okay. So I only saw one episode, so I, I understood what was going on, but I didn't, you know, I didn't keep. Yeah, and he was the, the one other, I was actually referring to. Okay. That some of the others appear later, but I'm, yeah. I'm not going to give it those spoilers out. I just have one thing to say: Alanis Morissette will always be God. <laughs> <laughs> In my favorite Kevin Smith movie, yeah, I love that Dogma. Movie. If you haven't seen it, you need to. Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Uh, I, I remember when I watched that when my mother uh, heard some of the things. She wasn't watching it with me. I was an adult, you know, uh, but I was still living at home. So I was in the basement and she heard it. She was like, what is that sacrilegion you're watching? Because <laughs> there is a lot of it in oh, there. Yes. But what I like about it, no matter what you believe, when it gets to the end, there's a point, you know, it's basically. Oh, yes. Don't, you know, be a good person and you won't have to wear it. Don't judge. There's a whole lot of stuff that happened in that film. And that's all I'm going to say. But it's yeah. definitely one you need to watch. Dogma, Kevin Smith, one of his top three movies. All right. Sure. <laughs> and that also touches on what we're talking about tonight. Facts. All right. Yeah. So there. Uh, any other topic points you got? Uh, one of the things from Spawn, um, and that was another one I had difficulty with, because mm -hmm. when Spawn first came out, that was right when I, the image was, I think, 94, 95. So that was like, you know, my last adult years at home before I joined the military. So um, being a Christian, knowing, knowing exactly what, it, you know, it was about, and this is before it was a movie, you know, still knowing that uh, the main character gets killed, gets a chance to come back, and, it, it, uh, you know, as a the spawn of yeah, hell. A know? hell spawn. Yeah. And, you know, he's still trying to do good, but he's using his evil powers to do good, you know? But it, it was very hard to, you know, it was like, man, if my mom ever catches me with this and reads it, that would have been like having worse than porn in a in a Christian household. My know? grandma would have rather caught me with porn versus spawn. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I I was and um, of course because it became popular very quickly because it was Todd McFarlane. Mm. It was in the news. Like, shit like this was on TV on the 6 o'clock yeah. news in the, you know, in the early 90s. And my mom watched the news, whether she knew who Spawn was, <laughs> what it looked like, if I left my comic books on my bed as we did as young... It says it right there. Yeah, the in big-ass yeah. letters, yeah. Spawn. It's like, oh, and, and so I had that fear, you know what I mean? If, if my mom catches this, and you know what I mean... Yeah. Because no matter, you know, especially too, when you're it's almost, talking about the 80s and the 90s, it's almost like the dark ages talking about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Talking about it to a kid. It's like, uh, there was no yeah, Internet. Analog. Yeah. You know, so things if reading about a superhero with demonic powers, you know what I mean? It's going to make you think that the devil's actually a good guy. Yeah. So and there, see where and, they get their cultist. Uh, and yeah, and there was from. a and there was a lot of shit out. Like I said, that's why I feel bad about you know what I did. Sign, I mean, it obviously didn't stop the show, but the fact that I even took the time to to sign it is that yeah. instilled in me from my younger years that fear. You know, 
Oh yeah, I had that fear with uh, certain music that if yeah, Gavin yeah. would have caught me with. Yep. Ooh. Mm. Remember all the rumors about the rock songs you played backwards? They'd uh-huh. be trying to convince you to join That's Chicago. Satan. You play backwards, even the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Well, Abbey Road, for instance, you know, the White Album. Well, they say that um, Paul McCartney, the reason why he's barefoot in that is because he died in a fiery car crash and that that whole conspiracy theory. And so, yeah, they just played into it with them walking across Abbey Road on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, great. Is it the real Paul or is it a different one? (laughs) That was before the Internet. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, oh, where you couldn't check anything, there was so much. Yeah, we are. Or you could put so much false shit out too. Oh yes, easily. Oh yeah, you you know you used to be able to have the art of bullshitting, and now everybody's a fact checker. They're like, hold hold on, I am a fact checker, and that comes from you know. Well, that's also in your line of work too. Well, it is definitely now, but beforehand it was just I hated the thing. This one goes into Christianity again, like not in comic books, but. Talking about how things spread before the internet, we had a letter that was delivered to my church in Flint, Michigan, and it went to all the Christian churches. It didn't matter if they were Baptist. My church was Seventh-day Adventist, Lutheran, every church on this side of town. Flint, Michigan, as a whole, was 750,000 people when this happened. You know what I mean? So even just in one area, them handing them out to churches, that would have been the population of Casper. You know what I mean? Quite easily. Well, anyway... The letter said, do not buy anything from Procter and Gamble because he worships the devil. There are symbols on things like toilet paper, Pringles, because Procter and Gamble makes everything. Yeah, they're like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. So uh, it went on further to say. It's probably who put out the pamphlets. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you're not wrong. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not that, out of the realm that, of possibility. And that's okay. brilliant strategy for, for that time period. Yeah. But. Uh, and then it said some of the symbols on the back were demonic. And it was like a moon. You know what I mean? Anything moon could come from any different mythology. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or it could just be a damn moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they threw all this in there. And then to end it, they said he got on an episode of uh, one of the talk show hoaxes, Donahue, Oprah, or something like that, uh, and said he donated 10% of his earnings to the satanic church. And whoever the host was, are, you weren't afraid to say this on national TV? No, because there are not enough Christians to stop me. So for like 27 years, I didn't buy Pringles. And if I did, I felt bad about it for like a week. And then one day I just decided to check. I think I found out about Snopes, Snoops, however you say it, the you know what I mean? The fact yeah. checking website. And I threw that in there and that entire shit was false. You know what I mean? Oh, there, there was a YouTube video when the guy was, uh, the CEO was eventually on Oprah, 20 years later, he was like, I don't know where this came from. None of it's true. This is my first time on the show. It was insane. But, you know, those fears, that's how much that Christianity can be instilled in you where it's used almost to a negative level, you know? Well, and back then they could actually do that because we didn't have the Internet and everything. We could control it to one location Mm -hmm. or if we wanted to spread it out, you know, you know, Big Brother was always watching. They had, they had fingers and everything. More now than ever. <clears throat> More fingers. Oh yeah, bigger <laughs> fingers. Uh, what do you did you uh, get the name? There was also the Christian comic limited run that came on Marvel. Uh, yeah, uh, Illuminus. Al- Illuminati. No, Illuminator. Illuminator. Oh, the Illuminator. There were three episodes: a Christian superhero in Marvel. Okay. 
I'm so it could put him about in, the, that one. in the MCU. Okay. Yes, he does exist. So <laughs> yeah. what was his superpower then? He uh, had light, light based powers. Okay. But it was powered by his faith. That's cool, actually. Now here's the funny thing. Looking, I I had those comics way back in the day as a kid. I forgot that he looks exactly like the X Men long shot, like exactly same style of it's same color. It's got the same logo. The only difference is he kind of has his helmet on. It's literally the only real difference. It's the more toned down long shots. <laughs> but it was it was it was still a very cool. It was probably be super cheesy to read it as a, as an adult. But as a Christian, when you didn't have you know, there yeah. wasn't a, a Christian superhero. You know what I mean? Do you there, still have it? What those books? Those books, yeah. No, I thought I lost oh, them. When I lost my whole collection. But I, I don't know. I don't know how how expensive that would be to replace. I would guess it wasn't that popular. Probably not. If it, harder to find, right? Than anything than. But Illuminator, yeah, we're gonna look for we're gonna look for those. I was telling you about at that eBay, right? About at that same time, there's also a football superhero they had made. <laughs> Dude got injured playing NFL and found this suit that gave well, him and powers. You, you remember the um the show with uh, Michael Jordan, uh, uh, Bo Jackson, and uh, Wayne Gretzky yes. cartoon? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know so many people that are like, oh, I didn't even know that, and I'm like, yeah, I, I think it lasted like maybe one season. season. But it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, three of the greatest sports heroes at that time were actual superheroes. I'm trying to think. There was something else that was real big. Because at that time, there's a, in that comic, people were mentioning on the video that I saw uh, from the, re- the re- Relevant. Right. Uh, that, he said that was a Christian YouTube channel, right? Or they were a Christian magazine that did podcast, and the podcast was on YouTube. Uh, I'll, I'll probably put links on the on the page about it. Uh, they said there was a. Oh, I, I totally spaced where I was going because I started focusing on the credit. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. Shiny. So how do you spell that? The Illuminator. Like Illuminati, but lose the I and add A-T-O-R. Uh... <laughs> It's not written down what I was thinking about. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then, and yeah, Hamster there, there were three episodes. I think they said they were selling for like twenty five bucks That's on eBay bad. as for some of the issues, but they were just harder to find. Um, yeah, he got his superpowers from faith. They were talking about the villain, but I don't remember much about it. And there's only three, three, three right. books, and I hadn't read them in decades. But I definitely remember the character because I remember where I found it. I didn't find that in my local comic book store where I, where I purchased everything else. It was in, I don't remember what they were called, but you remember the Christian store that used to be in the East Ridge Mall? Oh, yeah. And it's like a chain. It yeah, was a chain. They went it, out of business. Yeah. I, actually, that's where I used to get um, my uh, Hallmark Christmas ornaments back in the day. Right. But yeah, no, I definitely remember them because I have a few things from there. But I, I actually got that comic book from the Christian store, and I was super excited about it because there wasn't any, you know, at that point in time, there wasn't any Christian superheroes, and you definitely didn't hear it being, you know, talked about in comics mm-hmm. a whole lot. So I was super excited, you know? Yeah. There were some other, when I was researching a few other Christian comics, but everything looked like it was hating on it. So I'm like, I'm not going to just, oh, weird Christian comics. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to just. Yeah. I was looking for more inside Marvel and I found a, found a lot of other interesting stuff too. Um, other thing that was just interesting, as far as you know, just the existence of Mephisto, 
means there should also be another. And there was another video that was talking about, you know, well, is there anybody more powerful than the living tribunal? And then there was also that they suggested that there is, and it was the one above all. Oh, yeah. So, and this is basically God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also, I think, why we don't see a lot of it, because it's too, because they, is it's omniversal. Right. So it's not just MCU, it's DC, it's the Simpsons, it's the office, it's the the real world, the, the whatever, right. everything. Yeah. So it, there's no other answer to it. But And there was a few different uh, kind of variations that were really cool. Um, one is when you would meet Spider-Man, which I teased earlier, mm-hmm. God meeting Spider-Man. I'm going to save that. But one of the first times we see him is in the Fantastic Four. Uh, and where what happens is uh, um, the thing dies, and Reed Richards is trying to find him again and resurrect him using science, and then eventually they they get to heaven mm-hmm. and they find the door to God, uh, the one above all, opens it up. It's just door frame it, with nothing else around it. Open right. it up when they go through it. It's an office. It's a, it's a drawing room with Jack Kirby there. Oh, I remember that. So very meta. So saying, <laughs> as far as in a fan, in, in a Fantastic Four story, right. the creator, the creator of, God of all thing is Jack Kirby. That's brilliant. So as far as that was, I mean, it's like that was that was well done. Um, I think there was another one that the video said. I don't know where it was, but Stan Lee also kind of played that that role as right. well. That, uh, is, that is that is brilliant. Well, yeah. if you ask Deadpool, the, the, they would be the gods of their worlds because he's want him and able to break the fourth wall are able to do that and which i love that ability that's i really think that's really awesome ferris bueller yes that was i think that was my first time ever seeing it before i even knew that's what it was called as a kid yeah i I have to yeah yeah i mean uh other times when they the the, uh entertainer directs you talks to you directly it would be more like stand-up stuff or like i'm thinking like snl yeah. but that's sketch different com- yeah because that's sketch comedy yeah. um bruce willis's first big breakout uh oh fudge and I moonlighting? moonlighting moonlighting yeah <laughs> that was the first time like when i think i was like a preteen when that one came out oh, that yes. was the first he time still had I re- hair. yeah yeah but i you know what i mean as a kid my mom hated it she loved the show but she hated it. i hate when they talk to the audience it breaks the realism so i still didn't know what it was called and it wasn't until i started reading x-force and like i said deadpool was less campy in the 90s than it is now yeah um but he still did it and that's when i learned the meaning of that term you know break the fourth, break wall. The fourth wall and then every time that i could remember it happening in media before that it was like oh and that's why you know some people like it some people don't because it breaks that realism and the interesting thing as far as like broadcast radio a dj radio like you do is you do keep it in the f- second person mm-hmm. it's one of the one times as far as like f- formal writing or communication where it is always second person mm-hmm. i mean it's you know uh, as far as that's you know the main yeah. approach it's supposed to be more so like a conversation you're that talking was... to to the person so this is a medium that that is its intended purpose for yeah i mean that's what the the makes a lot of sense the, the pinky <laughs> right but there was also another time when the one above all mm-hmm. runs into Peter Parker. Uh, this was, so was, I, I think I found out this uh, Superior Spider-Man. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what year? You didn't say what year? No, so this was after Secret War. It, it, it was, it looked probably 90s, 2000, just by the art. It was definitely newer than the stuff that I grew up with, which okay. is why I, why I never heard about it. It right. was some of the, the back in the black uh, Spider-Man covers, mm-hmm. if, that era of, of. Yeah, I want to, I, I think I actually remember seeing that when I was younger, but I want to say that was between like 98 and 04, give or take somewhere right in there. Okay. Because I do remember the those comics being on the walls at that comic shop over there, um, right off of Walsh Drive, uh, where CPU used to be. Right. So, you know, it's it, spoiler, spoilers. It's all, all, uh, Get so, your shit together, Bill. <laughs> Mike, that was for you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, get your shit together, Bill. Get, get your shit together, Bill. Let's get this fucking thing going. <laughs> Spider uh, Peter Parker's dealing with a lot of loss. Uh, Aunt May just died mm-hmm. in in the story, so he's really suffering and just kind of um, going through the traumatic, 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 and reliving Uncle Ben, Gwen, and all of the tragedy that he has faced being Spider Man, because that's part of his character. That's what makes his his growth, which comes up later mm-hmm. um so he's all pissed off and he's like goes down in the alley and like starts beating up on some like uh garbage cans mm-hmm. and this bum approaches him he's like oh whoa, whoa, whoa there what's going on and like ends up this ends up being the the man who knows it all and peter's freaked out because this guy was able to get right next to him without setting off his spider sense right or without him noticing and so that just freaks him out and then he calls him peter so, Instead of Spider-Man. But in this version of the universe, he's announced that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because it's after... Uh, uh, um, Civil War? Yes, after Civil War. So post-Civil oh, okay, War. Yeah. So that's another time frame. So he's like, oh, you didn't know him. But then he ends up going like having a burger and then he realizes that, yeah, this guy's somebody... Uh, oh, no, he like shows him his like light. He kind of lights up like God and is like a glowing kind of sense inside this person. So he realizes... You know who he is, and uh, it's just a really kind of cool conversation between him and just why people have to suffer, right? Um, and it's like you know, for you, you suffer, you know, for your growth. Not everyone grows, um, and there was some really, yeah. Why did he suffer? Why is he, you know, why did Uncle Ben have to die? And it's because all these people, and eventually. Uh, you know, Spider-Man says, you know, he, he would give it all up, give all of his power back if he could have those people. It's like, why can you give, go back, have the spider bite somebody else so I don't have to suffer that? Right. And uh, then he's like, let me show you something. They go to the beach. So he doesn't answer the question. He goes to the beach <laughs> and says, you know, eventually brings up all these people. And it's like, these are all the people that you've, that he's, you've saved. And there's thousands of people all over the right. place. And, uh, and he's like, you know, you've, oh, I, I took a picture of this. It's like you swoop in for a few seconds to kind of, you know, and yeah, you swoop in, you pass into their lives and then out of them in a matter of minutes or seconds. And you forget their lives continue after you swing away. You go back to, they go back to their homes and their jobs and their apartments, you know, and they have lives afterwards. So, and I always think this, even just like, for us as people, you know, even if we just have a moment, these potentially can last a lot longer, you know, for good or for bad. Right. 
you know so i really thought about that with with peter you know he has touched a lot of people's lives swinging through new york being the friendly neighborhood he's like there's thousands and thousands of, of people that you've saved and he's like it's like really that many it's like well yeah especially if you include include the team ups (laughs) <laughs> you know? yeah so that's awesome you know but uh, i, I want to read the whole thing it looked like a really interesting you know dialogue story within that especially from even just from a myth- mythology kind of standpoint right. yeah uh, and i that's stuff that i that, that i really dig um other things that's not a test uh, you know to him it's just it just is um you know and it shows that you you know that how you've made people better and then it's like, it's like, well, please, can you just save Aunt May? Can you just bring back? And he's like, you know. Well, and, and, and the last thing he says is, have faith, Peter. And then yeah. Peter turns around and he's gone. I, you know, I don't, I never actually read the book, uh, the issues, but I mean, that's kind of an amazing, you know, it, it's the higher power saying, hey, look, you need, I, I'm sorry for, for taking those that you love away, but look what you do for all of these people. Look at, he didn't say like the greater good. Yeah. He showed. Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, this isn't about like, yeah, yeah. You, this sacrifice happened and then this then opened up. It's so, like the needs of the few outweigh the wants of the many. Mm-hmm. But without just saying that, it just comes off as cold and callous. Yeah, exactly. He made Peter feel it. I think that he didn't show it; he made it feel. Yeah, uh, which you know. would make a bigger impact than just definitely. Yeah, <laughs> we have. So that I mean, uh, Superior Spider-Man. I don't know what issue it was, but whatever it is, Google that. Whoever I'm lets gonna, us know first. And I, I have a few of those <laughs> covers, but I don't. I was like, it was always kind of on my radar because I like the black suit Spider-Man, and that has it on the cover. So now it's like, all right, I've got to search that just to read that one story. I wanted to mention um, this is where Christianity was used as like as a mythos, not so much it being out in the open. And I didn't find out about this until my young adulthood. But everything about Superman mirrors Jesus Christ as far as his timeline you know what I mean? He goes from being a certain age to being this next level without showing any of that growth. You know what I mean? Like we always find out about, you know, crash landing on earth as a baby. So if you think about it, you know, Jesus being born, coming, you know, God coming in a human form yeah. and then, you know, being different up to a certain age. And then it's like, all right, after this, boom, they're an adult and they have a job. And this is how they're affecting the people in there, you know. And I never had got that, you know, it, you know, as a kid, you don't, you don't I've think never thought far. about that either. That's actually, cause that also you can throw in the death of Superman for that right there. Boom. That's yeah. crucified. Yeah. And then he rises again. <laughs> so I like that blew my mind when I, when I read that, especially knowing, knowing I knew the history of, now I can only remember one of their names, Joe Schuster. I always forget the second guy. I know that both their names start with a J, but the two creators were actually yeah. Jewish. All the, but they use the mythos of Christianity, you know, so not even their own belief, but using, you know, where you're saying it's everything is a mythology to somebody. Exactly. So, you know. Well, and I like how Marvel has actually done that. They've had, you know, they have Christianity and everything inside Marvel's universe, but then they also have mythological gods. You've got Hercules, Loki, Thor, Zeus, Odin. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, and j- growing up, those were all just mythological North Norse and Roman beings to us. Yeah, but and, there's still people that work that actually worship that way, yes. you know. And Thor, the god killer, there's or the god butcher. Yeah, Gore, the god butcher. There was a lot of other kind of mythos that were kind of thrown in there too, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, one of my other favorite kind of favorite mythological comics was the Many Deaths of Lila Star. So the character, the main character Lila Star, mm-hmm. is death. Somebody in humanity discovers immortality, and they bring her into the office and fire her. She has to then go back to be go be a human and live back Whoa. on Earth. Oh, that would suck. I never knew that. I remember, because you know me, I'm very snobbish when it comes to comics. I remember that title. I never knew what it was about, though. So you say it sounded very familiar. So every book, she lives and then somehow dies and then is reborn. So every book is a is is the death, the many deaths of Lila Star. Okay, that's I'm gonna have to look that up. That sounds so. There's the name sounds. There was five issues. I thought it was short. It was like trying to build up to something and never had the time to develop. I, I mean, that's what I feel. Uh, I've, I thought it was very poetic, beautiful, colorful art, uh, very fluorescent colors, nearly. Um, Do you know uh, what who put it out? I believe it was Image or Boom. I'll, I'll check on it in a sec. Uh, and uh, Ram V is the author. Ram V? Yep. Okay. I think he's like Indian and he goes short because nobody else can probably say his real name correctly. So he says, fuck it. I'm calling myself V. Hey, that's okay. Know. Yeah. How long did it take people to. I'm just, I'm, I'm totally. Still, nobody so still, there. he still doesn't use his first name. People now can say M. Night Shyamalan, but what, what the hell? What, is I was going to say, yeah. what does the M stand for? Does anybody know? I'm no, I out. do not. Yeah. Like how how weird is your first name? <laughs> to be if, in, just if Shyamalan is easy, yeah. Well, and it took us forever to say Shyamalan, right? Yeah, Shyamalama Ding Dong. That's what most of us did for years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he killed Avatar. Oh, it's sorry, it's longer than that. Even the night, it's like my, I'm gonna butcher this, so please uh, forgive me. <laughs> but it's Manjo Nut. Neliatu Shyamalan. So I see where he got M. Night. That's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> After seeing that, yeah, Shyamalan is a lot easier to say. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Holy shit. So you can get the paperback of that for 13 bucks on Amazon. Oh, that's not bad. Ooh, that's dope. Looks like it's on Comixology Unlimited. Woohoo! If you got Unlimited, you can re- read it there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worth it. I liked it in paper. It was very... One of my favorite of the year. I'm still looking to find his name. Uh, what year did that come out? It's during COVID, I believe. Oh, so that oh, was so that's more recent than oh. I thought. It, I was enough that it talked. I talked about it on an early episode of this podcast. That's that, probably why it sounded familiar. Then very well could have been. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No. While I'm trying to pull this up, there was one other mention I didn't look up more about it about the one above all, mm-hmm. and that was in the Immortal Hulk uh, run. So another fairly recent run uh, uh, by which is a really good run. Um, Still going actually. I just bought one today. They restarted it, I think, or did another. But in it, there was also the the one below all. Oh. And in it, so 
you find out that they're one and the same person. That it is the yin and that so basically wow. the God, it is God is the devil, the devil is God, is one person. Okay. It's kind of what it said. And that gave the Hulk purpose because he the Hulk was then linked to the one below. So this was this was um Oh, I, I, I don't like this author that much. He's not one of my favorite. Um, and we don't say that often. I, I bitch about him all the time, but because uh, he ruined Venom. So, wah, wah. Dun, dun, so I dun. mean, his re, his building his own mythos out of Christianity, you know, saying, oh, well, I don't like how this works. So this is how I'm going to reinterpret it in his. So I think as far as a comic, as far as building mythos, it's an interesting idea. But, I mean, I kind of like how they took where they took the immortal Hulk and, you know, because we kind of knew for years that Aunt Bruce and Hulk were immortal. You know, you couldn't kill him. and But to actually have a way to kill him and still then bring him back, I thought was kind of interesting. I thought it was interesting at first. That one kind of got a little the story itself was a little hard for me to stick along with, but. I read a handful of them. I didn't read all of them, and but the ones I did read were they were really good reads. And I like the artwork. Like I said, I like the character. It just got a little weird to me. Uh, and I didn't realize it was still going on. Which well, yeah, Bill said it was a reboot. Like I'm uh, starting it over. Well, there was another um, uh, immortal, but they, the 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 that series started out ended as far as the the main Hulk run. Oh, okay. So. But they're they're bringing back ideas of it, and yeah. So I, you might know something I don't. Too, so I, I've been wrong before. Ask my wife. <laughs> I still can't find out how to, I can't find how to say, figure out what Ram V is short for. Anyways, wait, I'm, wait. I'm done. Velociraptor. Velociraptor. Roman Stein. Yeah, whatever. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I think another uh, going back to Spawn because I forgot to say this earlier. But when they like, you know, the, the whole fact that his powers come from the devil, and there are other devils that are, you know, different ranks in hell that have been come to punish him or to make sure he was still doing what he was supposed to be doing. And I remember there was, and this was early on in Spawn's run, so we're talking late '90s, and. Uh, this was after he'd fought the the hella chick that somehow ended up in Marvel because of the rights with Image. Oh, yeah. She's, she's now, like, Thor's sister, but she was oh, an angel. That's Angela. right. She... Yeah, she started Yeah, she started off in Image, and then when they went bankrupt, Marvel bought that one. Oh, yeah, 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 because it's, like, Image uh, Spawn number 10 or something. But, yeah, so he's fighting it's that one of the angel. earlier keys that mm-hmm. are worth more. It's, like, almost worth more than Spawn number one, collector-wise, I think. yeah. Or but they were they were talking about the different levels of hell, and so you know they always talk about the seventh layer, the seventh yeah. levels of hell in the Spawn universe. The seventh layer of hell is heaven. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the that was the weirdest kind of original thing because if you, that's like almost the opposite of create Christianity. Yeah. Like we always talk about, you know, people talk about heaven and hell. But hell is going to be Earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just hasn't happened yet. If you know, if you believe yeah. in Christianity, hell is going to be Earth. You know, getting rid of all the evil, and then you know those that were righteous with the Lord go back up, and then after it burns for a thousand years, then you know after living in heaven, they'll come back to Earth made new at being destroyed in fire. 
So that's why, you know, it was weird, you know, that they did it the other way around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In Spawn. Oh, and I like the fact that in, in the Spawns, they they showed all the different generals and the other hell Spawns that came before him. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them were upset at the fact that he was going against them. And his number one nemesis, Violator, which was a creepy-looking guy when he wasn't being a fat little clown. Literally. <laughs> Even that was creepy. Yeah. And John Legolamos did a... I, oh. I know I butchered his name. <laughs> we don't know who you're talking about. Did a phenomenal job as the Violator. I think that's one of his best roles outside, like, the the mob roles. And, yeah. And his small role in the John Wick series. And his role as Luigi Mario. We try to forget about that. Hey, I love that movie. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it's better than... Avatar The Last Airbender. We will not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because, <laughs> I mean, Bob Hoskins was a great Mario. It's funny thinking about the things that from our youth that they're still, they still mean things to us, but they uh, would not last. Oh, no. <laughs> they do not stand the test of time. No. There's a lot of that. Have you still not found a boy's name? No, I've given up. <laughs> <laughs> I went to looking for... Uh, um, Illuminator Comics on eBay. Ah, well, if you find more than one set, put me in it because I'm definitely ordering. I definitely want to read that. That sounds very interesting. It, like I said, it was it of, at that point in time, a lot of new characters in the Marvel uh, comics comic book universe were not very well thought out. Like I said, that's why a lot of them are forgotten. Yeah. The ones that you know, there's a reason you know those. They've been going on for decades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even think about how popular Miles Morales is as a new character. He's still a 20-year-old character. Yeah, he's supposed to say he him and uh 2099 came out almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's kind of funny how how age ranges pop in in comics like that, but yeah, eight dollars, sixteen dollars. Is that for all three? That's uh, number one is eight dollars. Uh, number two, sixteen, and then I also see the first issue for twenty dollars. And that's the Illuminator, right? Yep. Again, it's very wa- wash and repeat. <laughs> so, you know, well, a lot of you, you find, yeah, then. yeah, you find out how character gets powers. Character wonders why he has the powers and how to use them. Somebody doesn't like that he has powers, and that's who ends up being his nemesis. And then they have that singular nemesis through a certain limited edition run, and that's all that happened. Especially if there wasn't a crossover. Uh, I don't remember anybody crossing over into the Illuminator, but that football one I was telling you about, yeah. Captain America and... Spider-Man at least hopped over in the into the four issue run for that. So that's sometimes what they would do to make things last longer. <laughs> well, one of my favorite crossovers still has to be the Marvel DC crossover. Um when they smashed them together and they you had like Bat Wolverine, I think it was, or Wolverine and Captain America smashed together and they gave themselves new names and come to find out it's too like in it, entities that controlled both the universes and they were siblings and they're like hey let's just play around with things and they still actually they do it like every 10 years like that's its own separate universe for those dc marvel crossovers yeah then there's the spider-man superman yeah i'm sure there was 
You don't know about any others, but Batman Punisher, Batman Deadpool. Batman's probably been with the most Marvel characters. That's He's the most said. popular. But well, Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, which wasn't Marvel, but yeah. Well, the Ninja Turtles were roster. part of Marvel at one time. Were they? I believe so. I think they like just like with Transformers. I believe you know because they, they were Marvel around. as well. And because yeah. I mean, Marvel's dabbled their fingers in just about everything. Christian comics. Yeah. <laughs> ding ding. They said that was paid for. The video that I saw that somebody that there was a group that paid Marvel to cre- create that to sponsor it. Well, that's really cool. So they're like, we give you money. Will you make a comic? Sure. Money makes the world go round. For and real. it was real. Authors that were seasoned at the time that were writing for X-Men, were writing for Spider-Man, writing for all these other things. So they used real people that were in the know that just knew how to do it. And It was, it was like, funny. I said, yeah, like I said, the interesting thing is that you knew about it when I just Googled it, you know, yeah. or found it. I lived that life. You, you lived yeah. it. Because yeah, I actually hadn't heard about that st- one. St- it was it was it was very rare. Like the same store that I bought the Illuminator from for a dollar twenty five in like nineteen ninety four. You know what I mean? Um, and that was to t- to talk about even people that were like twenty years uh, older than me talking about wow, dollar twenty five. They were a quarter. You know when I was yeah. reading them. But I mean, when you think about that, they're almost six to ten bucks now depending on the size of yeah. them and now nine dollars yeah it's insane you know the one, what I mean? the one that i want to uh ultimate universe that i want to lend you yes please and that's just on a regular issue that's yeah. not talking about one from back when we were kids that cost you 12 grand to pick up right incredible hulk number 180 uh one in or 187 188 so what's the most you've ever spent on a comic in my yeah. entire life yeah uh, six hundred and fifty dollars on um New Mutants number ninety eight at a six five rating. Oh, why are you hurting my feelings like so that? So graded, it was yes. Oh, that that is the piece de resistance. That is my Mona Lisa, and I'm pro. I think I can get one non graded, but uh, you know VF, V uh, very find very fine, um, but not graded is like four hundred now. New Mutants 98, for you that don't know, was the first time, uh, the first appearance of Deadpool. And Domino. Or actually, no, sorry, not Domino, Copycat. Yeah, Vanessa. Don't get me started. Spoilers. Uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to have a spoiler, but as we get closer to the new Wolverine oh, and God, the Deadpool movie, I just want to tell y'all, I've been right every time we've been talking about Deadpool 1 or 2, and I'm going to leave it at that for right now. Well, I, I have to say, I have actually that that issue of wolverine where deadpool and him have their first fight mm-hmm. and i believe it was wolverine number 88 and yeah it's got uh deadpool with his uh sword skewered through uh wolvie and he's it's, hanging yeah yeah no, that's a great yeah, cover it is yeah. a great cover light blue and just yeah, yeah very well done and so yes i'm excited to see, and the fact that we get to see wolverine in his 1990s comic uh accurate costume i'm super excited for even though I would like to see him in his X-Force suit one day as well. Yeah, what if it's just one walk it. scene and that's it? He's just in what they just do one kind of music montage with the scene and then that's it. <laughs> and then he's back in like torn jeans and a cutoff vest. People would be pissed. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, if that happens, I'm going to laugh. But yeah, you're not wrong. People are going to be livid. And I think that would just be the best part. Oh, it would. And, and 
Ryan Reynolds would have a heyday with that. Just do yeah, that. At first of all, they the what they've spent on the production of <laughs> the Twitter videos of them teasing it, of them being in the same house. Like those okay. went on for like like an entire summer, and then the final one was, uh, you know, now that COVID's over, because that's why they were hanging yeah. out so much. They got you know stuck I mean? together yeah. during COVID. I remember that now. Uh, <laughs> but he was like, now that COVID's over, I think I'm gonna do this third Deadpool movie. You want to play Logan one more time? And he's in the background going up the stairs. There, sure, fuck it. And which is hilarious to hear him cursing like that. Yeah. It well, he got to say fuck once. Yeah, I think just once, and that was, I believe, when um, in the newer reboot of the X Men, when him and um, Magneto walked into the bar, and he yeah. was, they're like, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> that was smoking it. a cigar, yeah. and taking shots. That was Days of Future Past. Yes, that would be it. But, yeah, it's been great watching them. So that would be a kick in the pants. <laughs> I have to say, you know, Hugh Jackman was probably the best person I I could imagine playing Wolverine. We say that now, but I remember everybody was pissed about it because he's like 6'1", six, 6'2", six, might yeah. even be 6'3". Well, yeah, it's like, he is way too tall. And now we just can't even – we could we could differentiate the difference between a guy that embodies the character yeah. being taller, even though the character's like 5'2 in the comics. You know yeah. what I mean? Hence the reason why – Victor always calls him Runt. Yep, Sabretooth for those who don't know. <laughs> Victor Creed, I love, I love him. He was a, actually a, I, you know, and I kind of feel bad for him in a, in a sense because you know he was next in line to get the Andamedium, and Logan had to just go all batshit crazy and fuck the place up. Uh, but if, I don't remember if it was Chris Claremont, whoever created him, said his, his point was he always wanted him to be his father and. Something happened with him getting let go, or I, he didn't even get fired. I think that was before you know they could they could own their characters and shit. Well, it kind of came out or was alluded to in one of the Wolverine. It has like cable on the Wolverine cover Oranges Origins, I believe, is the one that they mentioned that when they have him in the back, you know, when he was just a kid, when he killed his stepdad with the bone claws for the first time. You know, he was more like a big brother at that point. Well, yeah, that yeah, but they then they said that wasn't him. They made it was a different character. But I'm saying the original creator of the comic book way before that said he always intended him to be his father. And then when he lost, you know, the rights to the character, they changed it. And there was nothing he could do because he known it. Which I mean would have actually kind of been cool to you know, it would have made sense on how Logan got his mutant abilities. Yeah. Man, we got off. Subject quick. <laughs> we're not, I we did better than normal. <laughs> I was gonna say that you, you we always go off yeah. off the rails somehow. Hey, we we made it at least 50, 45 minutes before you know. Yes. That's gotta be all time okay. high. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh but there, I don't real quick, because that's this is how we even got on that. But the same store that I got bought the comic book from. Oh, because we started talking about prices. <laughs> but the same the same store that I bought that from also had two Nintendo games. So as a Seventh-day Adventist, I couldn't play video games unless they were, you know, strictly nature. So there was that Echo the uh, Dolphin game for Sega Genesis, and I think there might have been another one that was similar. Uh, so I couldn't play video games for the most part from Friday night when the sun goes down until Saturday night when the sun goes down because that was my Sabbath. And there were two Nintendo games. Uh, one was Zelda-like. Uh, it was called, I can't even remember what it was called. And then there was one that was Bomberman-like. Uh, it's funny, right? Uh, but it was called Exodus. 
And it was it had to been based off of Bomberman because the play was the same. But instead of you know trying to lay down bombs, you were shooting out mana. You know the the, the, the cracker. Yep. And then uh, oh, and then the in your little superpower. Yeah. And then your superpower <laughs> was the word because you were walking around with the staff and it would shoot out the word at enemies and they would go away. It was it was a, it was a fun game, but. It was definitely based on something else, but it was crazy that they were doing, you know, doing things to get the youth at that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, you would never see, you won't see that now. You know what I mean? Oh God, no. A video, you know what I mean? And at least not for the same reason. If it was done now, it'd be just like more for a realism thing. But back then, yeah. they were really trying to target, you know, in a good way. They were. I, I don't know if they, target's a bad word. Trying to put things out Christian based for Christians. You know. Mm-hmm. give them another target audience because i mean video games back then a lot of them like sega genesis with um uh mortal Kombat, if blood mode you know i some of us like you know i i could put that on when you know grandma wasn't around but you know if grandma was around i had to take that mode off because it had to be clean and semi-wholesome they understood that yeah they were games because i played wolfenstein and uh doom on the computer back then um and grandpa didn't really care but grandma she'd you know playing um doom was just like give me a look because you know we're in hell fighting demons, demons yep <laughs> <laughs> shooting them no less yeah and it's all <laughs> oh yeah and the sound I, I, I had to always turn down the volume <laughs> the other character we haven't talked about yet that deserves mentioning okay daredevil Dun, dun. Well, you did make a small mention to I did, him. I did, as far as a different type that he was, you know, a, using the fear of the devil, but but he was a very devout Catholic himself. Yeah, so trying to use you know that as fear. his fear for good in the name of, but it, it's an irony that yeah he was using the devil, but the interesting thing about his character is he was a devout Catholic mm-hmm. even before the accident, and he was always you know checking in with church and using the church to kind of keep himself in balance mm-hmm. and to kind of keep that, you know, that, that good. And even though he knows that a lot of what he does is, is contradictory, but he still was like, I felt calling to it. And, you know, it would be he also boring. got his absolution because, you know, the, because of the, the oath, the confessionals. And- yeah. They, you know, unless he was killing somebody, they're not under oath to, tell the police anything you know you, you have that bond with yeah. you and your uh your clergyman you know which i will say is not a big a thing outside catholicism i wish it would have been like there were so many times i confided in you know people in my church and i shouldn't have you know what i mean then everybody knows yeah. yeah it's crazy even the, the differences between christianity you know yeah different so many variations mm-hmm but I liked how Matt didn't, you know, he didn't tr- really blame God for what happened to him. I mean, he was upset. He was sad. But he, you know, it took him a little bit to realize that those powers were given to him for a reason. Well, hell, he didn't even get mad at losing his father at such a young age. Yeah. You know? He yeah. he just knew he wanted revenge, and he knew he was wrong for that. So he asked for forgiveness, but he still went and beat the tar out of him. Another in the one of the more recent Daredevil runs, he was also trying to redeem a lot of people too. Yes. So uh, in the the run that just ended by 
Are we talking to the Netflix Zardes- run? Zek, uh, Chip Zardesky. Okay. The comic book. Oh, okay. Uh, he ended up like breaking a bunch of criminals out of prison. Wow. And trying to rehabilitate them and like turn them almost into superheroes. Wow. Okay. Or, or tr- and then like, but he was trying to get them then to kind of like give up superhero and become more normal, but tried to kind of bring them and re truly rehabilitate them because he was actually thrown in jail too. Mm-hmm. For, he was actually found guilty for murder or something else Oof. and then Oof. went to jail. So the whole Zardesky run is really good. Some that of sounds it's good. Some of it's a little long winded. Uh, he knows how t- I, I, he's a great read. So he knows how to pump the story too. you know, how to keep it going and going, right. and, you know, and sell more comics. You know, I think he, he's good at that. And so it's not like I've, I, I've never been a big daredevil fan, uh, but there were some of the runs that I started reading because, he, because of you, you told me they were mm-hmm. good. Like the whole thing with the Punisher taking over the hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and Electra becoming daredevil. Uh, so that's the same thing. in, in the, yeah. So I, I definitely want to get in. Yeah. So those must be some latter ones that I don't own yet, but so, or yeah, that whole Chip Sardesky run, it's he, Probably close to a hundred books. It's, I mean, oh wow! The the sh- the the shortest one was only like fourteen, or right. the the last one, but uh, solid solid run. Uh, but yeah, and you know, just that Catholic guilt and bringing it, or guilt, or you know, bringing it, just talking about it, right? And also, you know the things talked about before as far as like Punisher and the daredevil scene, mm-hmm. you know, about the killing Ooh. of the bad guys versus the not killing. And, and those two have had a lot of over the that, years. That was other than everything they did in season three. Was this three or four right before it got, so, yeah, there. we're talking Netflix now. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that scene between him and the Punisher was one of the best dialogue scenes you know what I mean? The, yeah. the, 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 that was in that entire run. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean, because it was ve- it really it no matter where you sat on what they did. You know what I mean? It made you think about both sides very deeply. You know what I mean? It gave both sides an actual perspective of why Frank does what he does and why Matt does doing, what yeah. he does. Yeah, that was that was great. I think that final season was just beautiful. You know well, what I mean? Just I think by that time, the writers had everything and had plans, you know what I mean? Well, and the guy that played um, the Punisher in the, those series, mm-hmm. I thought did a phenomenal job. One of the best. Which was very hard to fo- follow after, uh, oh boy, that was Justin Ahsoka that passed away, Ray Stevens. Oh. Because his movie was very comic book. It, it was very- War zone. Yeah, war, it was very like Frank, uh, who's the dude that used to- Frank back Miller? Then? Yeah, it was very Frank Miller-esque. And he was, did Daredevil too? Yeah. Frank Miller Daredevil is very re- well-renowned. I've never read it. Uh, I've but. never read all of them. I've read a few of them. But I thought it was going to be real hard for somebody to play. Uh, Thomas Jane did a good job for yes. what it was. Um, but Ray Punt, uh, Ray Stevenson looked like the Punisher. Yes. So seeing you know John Barenthal do it, it took a minute. Like I didn't know if I was kind of like when they redid Flash. Yeah. Then <laughs> an Arrow, you know, after you've been watching Smallville, it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And then he he nailed it. Yeah. You know what I mean, but yeah, that was that was a great that 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 conversation. That was a good one there, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and I gotta I gotta you gotta remember that Dolph Lundgren was also a great Punisher as well. For an '80s film, it was better than the Nick Fury, the Captain. Oh God, I I own that. Just yeah. oh man, <laughs> don't hassle the Hoff. 
So uh, Zardesky did Daredevil Daredevil 2019 to 2021. Oh, so two years. Yeah. Or three. Yeah, two. So, yeah. uh, So, and it was at least monthly. They've probably trade paperbacks of them in series. I'm going to, that's, I'm going to, I want to look at that. I mean, I own a bunch of those, but I probably don't own them all. Uh, but I definitely like that. Just sounds like a good run. And honestly, if if anybody else that were out there, I would recommend a digital. If you could, if you could get all of them on a digital, very bingeable, right, uh, affordable, and you could get through the whole thing fairly, fairly cheaply. Unless you love the paperbacks, you know, like yeah, a trade old paperback. head. Yeah, in my day, they were on paper with pen. Yeah, <laughs> and there was they sixty issues to one run. They had cells for cartoons and drew each frame by frame. <laughs> and nothing exceeded those frames either. Mm-hmm. Except for a white border. So so one thing in the same off now offshoot uh-huh. a TikTok said it made me like go, really? They fucking said that, but then I thought about it. And I'm like, it's kind of true. They mentioned that when the old day de- in the classic days of radio, mm-hmm. when they played the jingle. There was actually a real barbershop quartet in the studio or real musicians yeah. in the studio. So we I take re- advantage of how much is actually recorded. Mm-hmm. And then I think about now how uh, uh, industry spoiler, uh, that's how much is actually industry, recorded. Yeah. yeah. To sound live. To sound not, live yeah. that, that is not. And how much is so taped and so by necessity, yeah. by survival. I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing, but you know, how much has changed. Mm-hmm. So from if, if you've ever seen a show. And you I mean, how much we take for granted. That too, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like so growing up with WKRP in Cincinnati, when there was somebody in the <laughs> studio with records, oh. sometimes they'd bring their own in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to being able to play your own songs whenever you wanted to, to CDs, to MP3s, eight tracks. To, to what? It, yeah, I forgot. I forgot about eight tracks. Real to real. Yeah. So real to real came in, and then they had the cart decks. Mm-hmm. So the cart. So I mean, it's pretty close to close to a uh, eight track in right. appearance. But yeah. And now, like, and my show is live, and it's still a lot of what we do is digital. Like, whenever a new song comes out. We don't have like they used to send us CDs before. You know what I mean? Now it's MP3s and WAV, you know, WAV files. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Yep. Well, and you no longer have uh, people telling stories on the radio like with War of the Worlds and things like that either. No, because people get books that you can get books on tape, which is essentially the same thing. Yeah, and we're seeing a renaissance of it in podcasting too. So yeah. On the audio, audio, audio side, sort yeah, like you said, books on tapes, podcasts. Some of them are doing the same thing there. So I think that's where we're kind of seeing a little uh, more of the rebirth there. And I'm, I, I, I love seeing that. Like the which is one of the reasons why I like podcasts because it's like sitting around the radio listening to Orson Welles tell mm-hmm. t- tall tales and scaring the living crap out of everybody. But then you can, <laughs> so, and then you can also see the people that you, you know, what I mean, instead of just hearing yeah. them. So that gets to add like that more. You know, it's almost a conversation aspect, mm-hmm. you know, with you being included instead of, you know, listening on the outside. As far as another good story that's out there as far as on Amazon Audible is Sandman, bringing it back to mythology Ooh. from Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. That was such a so great it, run. And that story on Audible is fully produced. 
like different voice actors, sound effects. Yeah. It is a oh, nice. soundscape. Ooh. And word by word, you know, I'm not sure word by word, but very true to the comic. Well, how how far off was the show two. from the comics? Because I've only read a couple little bits of the comic. Fairly true. I mean, it definitely took its adaptations, but I believe it carried the true heart of the story. Okay. Because the show was hands down phenomenal. I mean, they made its own changes. I'm I'm still in a, I'm still in like the first three or four episodes. So don't ruin anything for me. I won't. (laughs) Please. Um, I have been, I've grown into a Neil Gaiman fan. Uh, because his first work I ever read, obviously, was Marvel. It was the 19, 1806. Yeah. Um, and although I loved the, those stories, I was not a fan of that artwork at it was all. scribbly art. Yeah. I stayed with it because the story was definitely interesting, but I was not a fan of the art. So when I started hearing more about his work, like his original works that weren't Marvel or DC, uh, I kind of you know passed on Sandman, which is why I had no idea what that was about until the TV show. But... Uh, well, honestly, I didn't know about that one either, but I think the occult stuff probably would have scared you away too. Oh, probably. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, It would not be one of the ones that I would think you would pick up, but you know what? I didn't think I was going to like, uh, American gods for the same reason. And that turned out to be, that is one of my, that's probably my favorite Gaiman work. And the way it used so like what you were saying everyone's different religion from north mythology to uh you know roman greek and there was anasazi yeah there were trickster gods yeah um christmas like the pagans like there were so yeah uh there were so many mayas yeah there were digital and the new gods oh my goodness which was brilliant yeah Oh, it was brilliant! So good. Uh, the the like so the basically what they did the new because it was the old gods versus the new gods, yeah. so it didn't matter what they were, you know. Yeah, and they came from all different countries, um, like the the leprechaun. It, it was crazy. <laughs> it is. It's dope. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I, I thought you were going to get shots. If not, oh, no. uh, sure. There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> One, please. Um, but. The new gods were technology, social media. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't know. I I had I I'm deaf, so I had the the closed captions on, so it would say their names. Oh. So I I don't I never had to had to figure it out. Yeah. Like probably normal people had to <laughs> that, that watch TV without closed. I have captions. to have the closed captioning yeah. on. But it made so much sense. Like I. Because it told me. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Why is that character's name social? Oh. And and these are, you know what I mean? These are their gods. Yeah. What kid, what person do you know under the age of 30 that's not attached to the hip to their cell phone and all of the apps and social media? I, I know people it? that are older than us that are actually attached to their phone and just like. Yeah, that is insane to me. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, the game and made them their yeah. own gods. That that actually, I want to. I didn't know that they had done more of that because I know they had the TV show about it as well. That is, it, it's on the TV show too. It's, oh, is it? okay, because yeah. I've seen parts of it. Oh my goodness! It, it definitely watch it from start to finish. It is one of the most best, well, best written, best is is awesome. I, whether you're a comic book fan or not. Watch uh, American Gods. It's beautiful. That the actress and actresses, actors and actresses. I love the cast. 
it's yeah, just watch it. It's dope. <laughs> it was a novel first. Yes, it was a novel first, and then they turned it into a comic book on top of that. So you can get the novel in a comic book form. Okay, so it's almost like an omnibus. Yeah. Um, they did the same thing with the the Vampire Chronicles too, which is probably a good thing because I don't know if I would have read them for, without pictures <laughs> the first time. Uh, you will pardon us as we do this. Oh, the American Gods books. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I have. I have. I have. Now, are these both the same book or are they two different books? Volume one and volume two. Okay. It's so good. So let me turn the cameras back on. So you have volume one and volume two of the American Gods comic adaptation. So good. The art isn't my favorite here either, but it's still. Yeah, you know what? I was so engrossed in the story, I'd probably say I didn't care. I, you know what I mean about it? Again, same. I, I have seen far worse. Oh, yeah, there's definitely artwork. worse. But, uh, yeah, Not he, as bad as the the number one. I, I always fuck it up. 1830. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Yummy. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, that that show did a very great job of how it showed gods of all different cultures. Good well, omens was well too, well done as well. Yeah. Well, and to take it back to Marvel, um, I'm gonna have to throw out um, Thor's God and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked how they added all the other gods when they went to uh, that other god city. I can't remember the name of it. Off the oh top. yeah, the Olympia. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was was Zeus being yeah. the the head? Of- you know what I mean? I'm not gonna lie. I thought Russell Crowe was great as Zeus. That was hilarious. Fitting. <laughs> Talking about a part that he didn't have to act. That is every Russell Crowe movie ever rolled uh, up into one. Yeah. That's basically old Gladiator. You know what I mean? Uh, Brilliant. Demo, uh, not Demolition Man, but the one uh, Virtuosity. If you've never seen Virtuosity, it is a early Denzel Washington film. With Russell Crowe. With Russell Crowe as the bad guy. They are both, it's probably one of the youngest films you will ever see, the two of them. Uh, but it's very sci-fi, very 90s sci-fi. But it was actually a good, uh, basically Denzel's like this, you know, super type cop from the future. And Russell Crowe is an AI that has a physical form. And that's basically all you need to know about the film. It's just fun to watch. And the graphics were ahead of its time. Oh, way ahead. CGI of the time was ahead of its time. It's gonna, oh. It'll look cheesy for you. You could probably do it on your phone <laughs> with fucking Apple iMovie, oh. but that was top notch for- I was going to say, picturing that done now would be- Because <laughs> I think he actually derezzed. That was a big thing in the late oh, 80s. Yes. You know what I mean? Things derezzed, pixelating. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that was probably very difficult to do back then. You know what I mean? Back could, with Max Headquist. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that shit now in TikTok and Instagram in a, in a quarter of a second. Pixelate. <laughs> Done. You know what I mean? But but yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, Virtuosity. great. Mm. Good luck finding it on anything newer than DVD. Like I don't think I've ever seen it. I have it on DVD. I don't I, even have it on Blu-ray. I don't think I've seen it on Blu-ray yet. Ever. I, did, I, I don't know if I own it anymore, but I did have it on VHS and DVD at one time. I have it on on like when they first started selling DVDs when it had the, like that cardboard. Oh god! Not even the clip. Yeah. It's the cardboard. <laughs> Just let you know how old that is. 
Because I want to say that was like 92, 94, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So did you have any other uh, Christian picks? That, I think, covers it. Um, I think kind of kind of wrap it up. I don't know, uh, about hour 20 right now. Well, that's not bad. And if anybody so else has any that they we haven't touched on, feel free to leave it in the comments. Other than Thor, Loki, you know, those are all non-Christian, but I think there's... Those warrant their, an episode to themselves. The definitely, Norse. yeah. Oh yes, to because there's too much to dive into. Yeah, well, not all, even yeah, just the Norse. Mythology. You got to had you know you got your Greek in there and yeah, and you know touching on again American gods. You know you got to remember the Aztecs, the Mayans, their gods as well have created their own mm-hmm. you know anonymous superpowers and superheroes that I've seen throughout the comics. Like, look at America Chavez, for instance. Um, she's Native American, and I want to believe... Mexican. Yeah. And, you know, her moms... She had moms, um, which I think is really awesome. But, you know, they taught her the ability to be good and everything. But with her super, with her powers, you know, being able to fold time into itself to jump dimensions, which I think is really cool, um, it can take you to a whole new set of whether it's Christianity or Buddhism. Um, You're going to an entire different reality. Yeah. And so, you know, you go to a reality where everything that we may personally know now is completely vast backwards from what they have. What is up might be down, and what is left might be right. What if we are down? I mean, what if... We're on a spear, and our eyes automatically flip everything up upside down. Mm -hmm. That is... You're not wrong. We just perceive we're right side up. But yeah, they say that anyway. About they say it's a mirror image what we're actually looking at anyway. So yeah. technically, what our brains would perceive, we are upside down right yeah. now. You know, Does, it doesn't matter. I guess that is our center. Well, so speaking of all of this tonight, I saw a reel earlier today that it was a Star Trek reel. Um, it was the episode where uh, Professor Moriarty um, becomes self-aware and tries to take over the Enterprise. I remember that one? Um, well, at the very end of it, you know they convince him that he's left the enterprise well and but he's in a little cubicle memory chip in Graham. um he's a simulation inside of a simulation and uh picard actually said who's to say we're not actually in one of these little things sitting on somebody else's mm-hmm. desk you know where they're wa- and it just made me think because you know he was kind of breaking the fourth wall at that point but also keeping it in character because they were. They were sitting on our TV screens. Yeah. I remember that. I was like 12 when that one came out, Next Generation. Yeah. I, I definitely remember that one. I mean, I happened to like Professor Moriarty um, and From Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Because mm-hmm. he also gave one of the greatest lines ever. Revenge is a dish best served cold. And, you know, because everybody seeks revenge, but... It doesn't have to be right now. No, exactly. And you, you could be calculating and meticulous about it to eventually get there. And a lot of comics actually show that the nemesis you know he'll do little things here and there but he doesn't fully get his revenge until he's figured out exactly what he wants to do to the good guy or even if it's the bad guy or the you know the good guy getting revenge on the the bad guy iron man three movie oh yes because he was the like the weird cripples oh yeah, oh, yeah. he was the beard scientist yeah. and then he he's just like ignored and where they first just told him to jump off a roof and oh yeah then he comes back and Fucks him over, thinks he's puts a false 
guy in front of him and takes his woman causing yeah. themselves the mandarin which i i hope they i do hope marvel will actually introduce the mandarin in the you know in the way he was in the comics because oh, instead of the actor version, yeah. What was that guy with the the bad guy's name in freaking Iron Man three that had like the fire powers? Because he had to pull them off his off of his wife. Yeah, he infected her too. I forgot what they called that. Oh yeah, the... and and they're, and they're still using it too because that was remember, ooh spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dun dun dun. Honestly, this shouldn't be a spoiler to anybody except for you, Bill, because you didn't finish Secret Invasion like oh, like yeah. most of the world didn't. But I was one of the things that I was excited about was they were showing. We talked about it. They were yeah. showing his powers since the the Super Scroll was based on the Fantastic Four's powers in the comics. Yes. But we don't have the Fantastic Four technically yet in the MCU. So but we or, do get it this phase, I believe. We're supposed to. Well, they they just said they that that was the rumor to, today, was that uh, it was not Oscar Isaac's, but it was one of them, fucking Star Wars. People. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Last of Us. Yeah, uh, uh, Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. Yes, yes. It's supposed to be. He, he's in talks to play Reed Richards, but neither here nor there. Since we don't have the Fantastic Four yet. They had to figure out a way because they wanted to introduce the Super Scroll with the Secret Invasion is the next step to Secret Wars, which is, you know, the big thing. I'm super excited for that, by yeah. the way. Uh, so, so we hope we get to see Venom in the MCU. Yay! Maybe. Or the starting yeah, black yeah. suits. Spider-Man yeah. Night. Well, because that's where we yeah. get the black suit is in the Secret Wars. Uh, yeah. That'd be nice. All right, so... Um, it's the power base was the fire guy... Off of uh, Iron Man three, the inv- I forgot where the invisibility came from, but they uh, the the ability to turn into rock they got from Groot. You know what I mean? So instead okay. of being rock, the wood. But so instead they, of being Graham, yeah. it's Groot. Okay. So 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 there were still certain. It was close enough to all the power set from the Fantastic Four to make it up, but it was already off all the characters we've had already in so the MCU. Vision yeah. would have been the only one that had the ability to go invisible the way. The way that they're doing. Well, I, like I said, I don't remember the way they did it. You know, what I mean? yeah, I, the, it was, it, but it, it was in there. But it's it's also on IMDb. It lists off each person that we've seen and where they got the powers from it. Which However I'm exciting, okay I with. Was, I was very excited for, for to see it, and it was kind of underperforming with the CGI. But still, watch, watch Secret Invasion just so you're not lost when Secret War starts. It and was, for those who don't know. Down with the scrolls. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I've been I've been saying that from Jump Street too. I'm, I'm shocked that they've been portraying them as the good guys. I know. In comparison to the other race that the uh, Kree. Yeah, Kree. Thank you. Which I, you know, the Kree were more of the the good guy when we were kids reading through the comics. They were the ones that were being oppressed by the scrolls. Scroll. Sorry, spoiler alert for those who don't know. Um, I mean. Not everybody and, and, yeah, read the and, comics. Yeah, and that's what well, everybody that reads that should be here with us. Yeah, <laughs> true, very true. But I do know a few people that have not read the comics that you know have joined into this nerdism, as you like to call it. Um, it has, it's been based all off of the MCU and the DCEU, of course, which is not the greatest, <laughs> right? But I, I'm excited to see where they're going at with it because they've turned the Cree into the aggressor and the bad guy and making the scroll to be the weaker species. Yeah. 
which I'm sorry, the Super Scroll were kind of badasses for their for them to adapt the Fantastic Four's ability, who they were granted through space radiation <laughs> or solar radiation, I should say. Um, they weren't born with their powers, you know. They weren't mutants. They, yeah, they weren't science accidents. You know what I mean? They were in space and they got bombarded. bombarded with cosmic radiation, which who's to say that wouldn't actually happen to our astronauts to this day if they're up there and a solar flare happens and kicks out some radiation. They'd probably burn. They, they would die more likely, yeah. but Cancer. I mean, we can hope that we'd get some superpowers. <laughs> and your brain aneurysm, their blood just right. slowly starts to boil <laughs> out their nose. Well, they kind of touched on it in a show called 911. I don't know if you guys have ever actually watched that. I just kind of started watching it. It's really interesting, but um, it's just about 911 emergencies with firefighters and paramedics and all that stuff. Well, they have some solar radi- solar flares, and one of the characters uh, that calls into the 911 mm-hmm. is an astronaut on the space station Mir, um, or you know the International Space Station. Right. Well, because they didn't have the ozone layer to protect him, he got fucking hit with that radiation. It showed the other astronauts on there, and they they were they were DOA. He was dying. You could see his skin starting to kind of boil and everything, and it, it sh- kind of showed what would happen in space if you got hit with cosmic radiation and what's that called uh 911 they have two different versions there's 911 and then 911 lone star which is in texas this one takes place in la hmm. i think i've seen it I yeah not. i'm gonna check that out i hadn't i i saw some reels on my fyps about it that's what made me want to watch it and it's actually not a bad show jennifer love hewitt's in it uh, well, that's that's yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's a that's a good reason. <laughs> yes, I had a crush on her for who did years. Uh, who didn't? She still looks pretty good for her age. Uh, she's still younger than me. Her so. body's a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> the rumor is John Mayer wrote the song about her. I can see it. The girl on TV was written about her too. LMF no L L L F O. Whew, I almost fucked that up. She's in the music video, too. All right. Do we have our uh, gospel music to take us out still? Oh, I should find that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, to, you <laughs> I know, mean, you brought us yeah. in with the, go- with the organ. We're, we're, we're going to have to end with it. Close with it. Yes. It's been a great session, brothers. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Till next time. Uh, bow your heads and close your eyes for me, please. And say, in the name, in the name, the Comic Zone. The Comic Zone. The Comic Zone, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) 